wants us to stay on to like the last minute. Uh, it's, it's actually my coach, my uh, networking coach, Casey uh, Eberhardt. It's fantastic. The only bad news is the program is right before this one. And uh, okay, there we are. Great. Okay, hey, I'm Bill Gross, real estate broker in Southern California, Los Angeles. I am the LAProbateExpert.com. And I say that, I claim that based on uh, having been to more court confirmation sales in LA County as both buyer and listing agent than anybody else uh, in Los Angeles County. I've seen more, I believe, than any uh, uh, realtor, attorney, or judge. And I track every single one of them uh, on a database and help investors find property, first time investors, experienced. I work with realtors, help them build their business, build wealth. And I work with um, uh, petitioners and estates and families, helping them get through probate and avoiding problems. And so uh, today, what we do on this call, probateweekly.com, we do is get together once a week and kind of share. The idea is this is not an hour long of me talking, uh, but I usually put about 10 or 15 minutes of content and then have you bring questions, problems, challenges, then we can work together, push each other uh, and share each other's uh, uh, victories together and push each other to success. So that's the goal of the program. We do it every week, Thursday, 4 p.m. I'm excited that in June, I'm going to be in New York one week. I'm going to do it live from New York. And in July, I'm going to be in Aventura, Florida uh, as well one week. So um, we're going to travel this year and the program is going to go with me. So I'm excited about that. So I, I wanted to just share a little bit today about kind of what probate looks like and where I think real estate agents uh, get off track. I was in probate court this morning for a property that had um, gone to sale that needed confirmation. And it was a case where the one brother was the heir and there's another sister in the house with some squatters. And because the sister and the squatters wanted to live for free um, and the brother didn't really want to fight them, uh, the brother is selling the property as is with squatters, which means, well, who's a real estate agent here? Does that help the value or lower the value of the property selling a property with squatters in it? Real quick, anybody? Lower it. Lower it. So if I told your property was going to sell for 500000 how much lower do you think it might go for if you have to buy it with squatters in it? <laughs> 400 <laughs> How much? So four hundred, four hundred thousand. Give me a hundred thousand dollar discount. <laughs> hundred thousand discount. Okay. Anybody else want to throw a number out? I would say about three twenty-five. So using one seventy-five or, or no discount? No, three hundred. Well, yeah, three hundred twenty-five thousand to sell on a five hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying more. So William said about a hundred thousand. You're saying about one seventy-five. Anybody else want to offer? Here's the thing. I I. Here's one of the problems as a society. I know you can hire somebody to kill anybody for about 5,000 bucks, right? There's mafia hitmen, there's gangbanger hitmen. Like at some point, you have $100,000 on the table. People will do crazy things for that money. Yes or no? Yeah. Before that, really, what's the, what's the squad we're going to end up with? We're going to end up with really nothing at the end of the day. At some point, they're going to have to leave, right? And so you're much better trying to find some way to get them out for less than $100,000. And it might hurt, it might hurt to pay them $20,000 or $25,000, right? I'm doing a deal where we're paying the people. Uh, they're, they're tired of some of it. 
uh, we negotiated with them $117,500. But my buyer is making a lot of money on the sale of the property. A lot of money. He's glad to pay it. Right? So I think what I just want to say to you in probate real estate is find somebody who has to sell a property and then solve the problem. That's what we do. Don't focus on getting a listing or getting a contract as a wholesaler or buying a property as an investor. Of course, that's the goal. Of course, it's what we want. The way you get there is you find somebody with a problem, solve the problem, and then we get paid. And if you find some of the problem and that you don't know how to solve it, bring it to somebody who can help you solve the problem. I solve problems all day long. Some of you have called me with real estate problems and my goal, sometimes I can just help you on your own to unravel it. Sometimes you want to work with me on the, on the file. Great. But the key is you have to find some of the problem and solve it. And I think that would it be nice? There's a lady in LA who sells a ton of probate. She's the number one probate agent in LA County by far. And she's the lady who sells a two, $3 million beautiful, redone, everything's perfect, put cookies in the oven for the open house kind of properties. Mine, I feel like I need like a, a sniper, I need like a helicopter overwatch, I need a SWAT team to protect me when I go there. You know, but I do enough. I'm not complaining, don't get me wrong. I don't get those easy deals. I think you get those over time when you earn that reputation after years or maybe decades of work. That'd be nice. Until that time, anybody in this phone call today, your job is to find people with problems. Be excited they have a problem and you be the one that helps them solve that problem. And I'll just share with you a little, a little mechanic I learned from one of my coaches early on, Tony Robbins. Oftentimes you'll hear people say to you, I'm frustrated as if that should be a negative. Oh no, you're frustrated. Sorry to hear that. But what Tony explained was frustration is the feeling you have as you're pushing to grow before you break out. Frustration is what the seed or the chicken and the egg feels before it breaks out of the eggshell. Frustration is what drives us to success. It means we want to be bigger than we are. And we're frustrated that we're stuck where we're at. And so in a Tony Robbins seminar, he'll tell you that in day one, and what he'll have the crowd do is, whenever somebody says they're frustrated, he'll turn to the audience and say, he's frustrated. And the job of the audience is to stand up and give them a standing ovation, which is a way of saying, we support you being frustrated. We would encourage you to keep going, even though you're frustrated. Being frustrated doesn't mean you should stop. Being frustrated means you should push harder. You're almost through. And as a real estate Agent, professional, investor, wholesaler, petitioner on a probate, attorney. The fact you're frustrated isn't the problem. There's a problem that's kind of be frustrated. Solve the problem. Work the problem. That's how we get paid. And I'm looking at the list of deals I closed. And on each one, I have, I've closed year to date 11, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. I have 18 closings year to date. I can, you can give me a number and I'll tell you the problem with that file and what I did to solve it. Now, maybe there are other people who sell houses and each one's easier than the next. That's not my story. Okay, mine is every single one's a problem. Thank God it was easy 
They would just buy the house on Amazon. It was easy, they'd buy it on Google. It's not easy, that's why they need me to sell it. You follow me? You're an investor, you to make money, thank God it's not easy. It was as easy as buying stock, they wouldn't need you to buy the house and flip it, make a profit. Thank God it's hard, complicated, difficult to get financing, right? So we gotta change our mindset, start with that. And I'll say this, all success, I think in all business, uh, but certainly in real estate, all starts with your mindset. And, st- and get this one right, and your whole day will be easier. Don't worry there's problems, look for problems. And if you can't solve it, find somebody who can. If you can't solve it, call, text me, I'll try to help you. I've called, so you could call me with problems on the phone and I've helped you solve them, correct? I don't have to charge for it. I don't have to charge per hour. You don't have to sell the house with me. Maybe you want me to help you. That's fine. Sometimes I do. Okay. Questions on that? Am I? Am so, I? So, Bill, let me. Yes. You know, <clears throat> speaking of frustrated, William, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm, no, 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 I'm good. Um, <laughs> but it seems like you're speaking from a top producer standpoint. Um, okay. Can you? Can you? Well, I know, man. We're trying. We're, we're all trying to be like you, Bill. You know. No, no, um, no, 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 no. I was this way when it was day one to sell my first house. No, no. So you you maintain that mental? Um, because you, you 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 said, no, William, don't don't. It's not it's not hard. You gotta. It's not. It, don't complain. It, you gotta work harder. You, you you had some phrase, but I'm just wondering. Don't act, Don't want it to be easier. You be stronger. You be right, better, right. but I'm just wondering when, if you can go back to your uh, when you were trying to get to the point where you're doing value business, um, and you're say you're struggling. Did you do you still have that mental perspective where you know, well, well you know, and just uh, or do do you get frustrated and how do you deal with those situations where it just it's not working? Kind of not getting the list of appointment, and you know, it's it, it's not you're in the valley. You know what I mean? Well, hold on, William. I've sold eighty houses your day. You don't think I have frustrations every day? But but it's different. Today I went to today. I got up, put on a suit, went to court, did my work, didn't get the house. Didn't get. I'm not getting paid on it. Now I will say I made a point. Well, I'm there to meet people and learn, and try to try to salvage the day. Meet people and learn while I was there. Met the attorney, met the other agent, uh, met another agent, a colleague of mine, watched the judge, made some notes, right? I, I can't get paid on it. Fine, I'll figure some way to, to get paid next time. I'm, what do I do better next time? What if you do something out of this position again next time? But I'll say this. I work on my mindset every day. I, I deal with challenges every day. I think people who have more success have more frustrations, more problems, more challenges. They're just better at dealing with them more quickly than, than other people are. I, I think I shared with somebody on this call, uh, uh, in a group I'm in, um, I never saw the movie Frozen. I once saw Lip Sync Battle it's a, it's on YouTube. It's like a TV show, I guess. And I saw some big studly guy sing the song from Frozen, which is like a, like a, like a, prince, a Disney princess song. And he put on this big studly dude was wearing like a tutu, like a ballerina outfit, singing the song that I know a girl sings, right? Let it go. I saw that and I use that. When I get frustrated, what do I do? I'm on my computer, I put on YouTube, I put let it go. And my wife will tell you, I run around the house singing that song. And then I got, 
I got to let it go. I wake up every day, put music on. Today it was by Londo, by uh, uh, Julio Iglesias. I was uh, um, Despacito. I love Latin music today. Today was Latin music day. Uh, California. So I'm really big on anchors, going back to my Tony Robbins training, on my mindset. And I, and I focus on what I listen to, watch, and read, and eliminate the bad, put in the good. So I, I will say this. I work at my mindset like an Olympic athlete works on his body. I should eat better like the athlete, too. That's my struggle. But I will tell you that my mindset is as intense. I think when I hear what Kobe Bryant did, like my mindset was like that. I work. It's not like that. I work to be like that every day, to be a black mom in my mind every day. I'm not, but I, I get better at it every day. So when I was starting out, yeah, I wasn't as strong. We developed just like when you start lifting weights, your muscles aren't strong. You're lifting the 100 pound, not the 300 pound, but you got to start the hundreds to get to the 105, the 110, the 120 to work your way up. Mindset's the, the same way. Yeah. Respect. But you got you got to work at it, and you got to, and it all starts with your mindset. I agree. If you, if your mind's not right, I can't teach you the right, the right tactics. Uh, I'd like to teach tactics because a lot of people teach mindset. For example, next week is a Grant Cardone's free, which I love free, um, Real Estate Challenge 2021. He has a program where an hour a day you can log in and participate. I, when, when COVID hit, uh, I, I will share one story is I called on Grant Cardone when he was expired listing and he kicked the crap out of me and I bought his book, uh, Sell It Be Sold, and really helped me with my mindset. He has a free 10X real estate agent challenge. I'll tell you when COVID hit, I came to my office. I was, I, I was in tears. I had 25 or so pending escrows. I knew they were all going to cancel because of COVID. I worked so hard to get to that point. I was on fumes financially because I had a lot of money supposed to come in. And I watched Grant on a video on a, a live Facebook. And he talked about what his plan was in COVID to restructure his business because he was going to use it to grow. He didn't want to survive. He didn't want to hold on. It was time to 10X. That's his whole thing. It was just blow it up. Make it 10 times bigger. And I, I sat down and wrote a plan for myself. 10x my business based on those principles. So his program next week is 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. It's 11 o'clock here. And if you uh, speakers include Grant Cardone, Tarek Musa, I used to work with him, coached him a bit, consulted with him on marketing. Uh, Glenn Sanford, real estate's latest billionaire, has helped create more millionaires than everybody else in real estate. Ryan Sirhat, talk about mindset. I don't know if you watch his videos on YouTube. I watched every one. Bought his book. But free YouTube, uh, talk about mindset, he's, he's a killer, absolute killer. So that's free next week. Just click down here on I'm Ready to Start the Challenge. Uh, I just Googled Grant Cardone uh, Real Estate Challenge 2021, and that's free. So mindset, there's a lot of – I don't teach mindset as a coach because I think between Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone, and there's other people that do really well in that space – I can't really, don't want to compete with them. I have nothing to add to them. I focus on probate and teach some technical stuff on probate because I think I'm, I can add value there. Does that make sense? I think William had to go because William is so high, his phone's blowing up and he's probably selling a house here while we're talking. Okay, any questions on mindset, on Grant Cardone? I want to go into some content, 
on uh, pre-probate today. Any questions on what I covered so far? Hey, Bill, can I share something? Sure, Gab, go ahead. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I was actually having a conversation with somebody yesterday, totally unrelated, but it fits with what you were just talking about. So I thought I would share. I was expressing some frustration over um, some interactions I'd had with people in my past. Hold it. She's frustrated. Yay. (laughs) And I was, so I had some interactions with some people in my past and I was trying to not have the same cycle happen again. And she said, it's not that you're attracting the wrong people. It's you're attracting the wrong thing out of the people you're meeting. Yeah. It's not, it's not that you're attracting the wrong people. It's that you're attracting the wrong thing out of the people you're meeting. And so to change what you're attracting out of those people. You know, I, I have, you know, I have a lot of shortcomings and I have some skills. One of my skills is I'm able to get things out of a relationship with people and leave the rest and not, and not let it bother me. I regularly have my wife or good friends say, how can you be friends with so-and-so? He's so this. And I say, well, I just ignore this. But look at that that he brings to the table. I have a friend who's just deep, smart, well-read, disciplined, very healthful, um, served in the military uh, uh, when he was an adult later in life. Very impressive story. Um, and, and I have another friend who doesn't like him because he does this. I just ignore that. But look at the gift I get from my friendship because I can pay attention to it. So it's a choice. And I think I don't let those other things bother me. I think that's also part of it. You have to, you have to choose what you what you let inside you, let it, whether it bothers you or not. Own that you're the one that allows it to happen or not happen. Right? They, nobody can really upset you. So it can just be who they are, and then you either let it upset you or not upset you. Um, I'll say this. I saw Grant's uh, 21, 2021 um, growth con. Now, that was about four weeks ago in Florida. And um, there were a number of people from entertainment and, and pop culture, but every one of them took responsibility for their own success. They weren't looking for somebody else to make them wealthy. They all took upon the, the consistent theme was, I just did whatever I had to do to achieve my goals. I think you know, that th- there's room there for somebody who's faithful and to thank God for the, the part in it. But the, the idea is God creates the game. You got to play the game to be successful. Okay, Code of Extraordinary Mind is a fantastic book. The Code of an Extraordinary Mind. That's referred by, speaking of... Uh, uh, extraordinary minds. Alex Camacho, Alex, are you in Hawaii? Are you here in uh, Southern California? What's up, Bill? I'm sorry I haven't been here, man. Yeah, currently I'm on uh, Oahu, but I'm living on Maui, you know, and um, we're coming looking at a deal right here in Oahu, and uh, I, I'm still going back to LA like every month uh, just to work on projects. I got eight transactions I'm working on right now in SoCal. Dude. Let's go. Dude. Uh, you know, just a little clue for those of you, uh, uh, Alex was with Kimiko Carl regularly moved to Hawaii. For people in Hawaii, when you say Oahu, that's like I live in Los Angeles. Maui's like I live in the bougie part. I live in uh, Newport Beach or I live in Beverly Hills or something. So, uh, and if you don't follow him, he has a YouTube channel where he talks about real estate investments in um, 
his work in Maui. It's really exciting to watch. So congratulations, Alex. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just checking in on LA stuff. So just uh, hi, everybody. You know, if everybody ever has any questions on the flip game in LA, uh, happy to share my experience and anything I could help. Uh, tell us about your call. When When is that? And, and uh, what's your brand or how else can we find your YouTube channel? Yes, yeah, uh, everything's branded under Alex Camacho TV. Um, we have a weekly webinar every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we just cover different subjects on investing. Uh, sometimes I have guests and we usually have about 50 to 100 people. It's pretty, uh, really, we're really excited about it. You know, just providing value for the community and, and people that want to get more interested in investing. And then um, got my first deal on Maui. So now we're starting to uh, kind of build a team out here. But um, still very bullish on the Antelope Valley uh, bill. So, you know, I'm always checking in with you because, um, you know, I, I've got four deals out there right now we're working on. And nice. um, we're still very much wanting to buy out there. We're looking to buy some multifamily, too. So if you know anybody that um, anybody come up on some, you know, anything larger than 10 units, partner and I is looking for stuff out there. Nice. Yeah, Alex is a real deal. I think, uh, unfortunately, we have a chance to, to see him as much now. But yes, you do. Go to alexcamachotv.com. And he has a YouTube channel. I, I, I watch as a podcast. I just watch it on YouTube and catch a bunch of them at one time. But they do a nice job. He and his team, they talk about what they're working on and kind of give you a little behind-the-scenes look at uh, Fix and Flip. So, cool. Okay. Um, can I give you the link for the Grant Cardone event? Yes, I'll put in the chat box right now. Grant Cardone, um, where is the thing at? There we go. Real Estate Asian Challenge. And yeah, I would love for you guys, if you decide to get into uh, the Grant Cardone Real Estate Challenge, please reach out to me. There's a Facebook group you join live and go in there and tag me. And so I know that you're there. We can say hi and share some ideas and uh, encourage each other. The thing you can learn about real estate is you've got to work with other people. I don't care who you are, where you are. It's about your team. It's about your colleagues. It's about your your the, your support staff. It's about um, finding people to work with to help push you to be a better person. You'd be on your own. And so the idea for me of the Grant Cardone Challenge, you know, I've learned heard everything he said before fifty times. I think he says it really well, but I need to hear it again and again. I, and I look at this as kind of like I don't know about you guys, but I take a shower every morning. Most days I swim uh, for uh, exercise. I shower at the pool to get the chlorine off. I come home, I shower again because I got chlorine on me, right? I could, I guess I could shower like in the old days, people showered once a week or once a month. But I have to shower every day to keep my body with the hygiene I want it to be. So I smell, I smell clean. I smell good all the time. Surprisingly so, my wife tells me, my daughter tells me. But my mind says the same way. I need to shower my mind all the time with good stuff. Because the gunk gets in it. I talk to people all day long. Oh, man, the politics. This guy's bad. That guy's bad. This guy's going to do this to us. This guy's going to do that to us. You know something? I don't really care. I have a loaded gun in the house. I protect myself. Until then, I'm selling as many freaking houses as I can. This stuff just doesn't affect me. It just doesn't affect me. I got a job to do. I got a family to take care of. I got people who depend on me to help them. And I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to give the bad guys, whoever they are, without naming any names, the benefit of getting me off track by getting my mindset off track on it. I'm selling houses and I'm helping people build their business. I'm helping people build income and build wealth. Like Craig, is Craig Greg Cardona an, an investor? What's his background? His was background he was he was he really his niche until about 10 years ago was he was the number one sales trainer in car sales. 
So if you, were, yeah, if you were a Ford dealership, you would hire Grant Cardone to come in and train up your salespeople to sell more cars. And then about 10 years ago, he took his principles and made them more across sales. His first book that way was Sell or Be Sold. It was a phenomenal book. And, then, and I, that's when I met him on, on the phone. And he said, do you know who I am? And it hung up on me. And I looked him up. I bought the book. It was great. His next book was 10X. And the short version of that is, if you're not achieving your goals, just lead generate 10 times as much, you'll solve your problem. Right? Like most real estate agents, when I coach people, you know, and most people just don't really want to be coached. They say they do. They don't really want to. So they'll track their contacts. They'll come back and they'll say, yeah, I talk to eight people a day. I can solve your problem. Talk to 80 a day. You'll solve your problem. You'll have more leads you know what to do with. Okay, you don't get to 80, you get to 40. Okay, that's still better than eight, right? So shoot for 10 and get four times. I, I'm in a coaching group where my coach pushed me and I made a commitment to write a contract every week, either a listing or an escrow, one contract a week. Because in my mind, if I list 26 properties in a year, I'll probably sell a total of 50 deals. I, you know, last year I did 28. I never did more than that. So I figured if I'd sell 50, wow, that'd be great. Can I tell you my goal last week was uh, two contracts. I'm sorry, one contract. My goal for it was two contracts. So I committed to one. I promised I was, you know, promised I get one. I was going to work hard to get two. I listed four properties and already three were in escrow. So that's seven contracts in about a week and a half. And I just say that because mentally, we just got to think bigger than we are and talk to more people, have more meetings, whatever it is you're doing, just do more, right? Lift more weights, run faster, run more stairs, run more miles, you'll be a better athlete, right? Any way you slice it. So I think it's true in real estate. Does that help a little bit? Uh, oh, so anyhow, William asked the question. So he was in regular sales, he moved to a ride called Secular Sales. And along the way, he's gotten into becoming a syndicator of real estate, large projects. And then um, he, and, he met up with the founder of EXP Realty, Glenn uh, Sanford. And so his wife is an agent with our company now, which is kind of exciting. And he is applying his principles of real estate sales to our two selves. So it's not an EXP event. It's not, you know, it, it's not that kind of thing, but it definitely is a, a uh, huge event for the real estate industry to have, uh, I think, the, the really the hottest sales trainer or industry uh, for free. Uh, it'll probably be 1,500,000 people on that call. All right. Thank you. Cool. Okay. That's in the chat box. If you want information on that, call me, text me, email me, and I'll get that for you. Okay. I wanted to talk today a little bit content um, on, oops, uh, pre-probates. I'm going to skip the intro part because we've kind of covered a lot of that already. Again, to pre-probate. So what I do is I teach, there's 11 ways to get a probate sale in probate real estate. There's 11 different ways. I think when you go, when you go to a uh, company that sells you um, uh, data or sells you um, training, they focus it on two ways, either uh, cold call petitioners or cold call attorneys. That's two of really 11 ways. And I'm going to share with you over the next few weeks. Last week, I went over all 11. Today, we're going to take one by one of those 11 different ways. And the number one way to get a property besides uh, that is pre-probate leads. Anybody in their call work pre-probates? 
Anybody ever work pre-probates? So pre-probate means that you've taken a list of people who passed, cross-referencing it to a list of people who own real estate. So theoretically, you have real estate owned by people who are deceased. Now, some of those need to go to probate. Some of those are in trust and avoid probate. They may want to sell. Some of those pass because the deed, husband, wife, goes to the wife. Father, son, goes to the son. But in many cases, not all, but in many cases, they want to sell. And so there's services that will get you pre-probate data. They'll take the obituaries, hard to get data, cross-represent to real estate owned, and give you a list of people who are more likely to sell than normal people. But have not yet filed probate. So strategies. So there's different strategies for an investor, wholesaler, or an agent. Um, and then working together as a team. So investors and wholesalers like this because they don't care to list the property, they just want to buy it. And so uh, sometimes father, son, sometimes mother, but oftentimes somebody's passed and nobody, uh, nobody wants to be in the property anymore and they're going to want to sell it. And so uh, an investor or wholesaler will be joining on the spot. Hey, you have property, we'll buy it as is. If the person was elderly, generally speaking, the properties are worn down. Generally speaking, there's property in it that needs to be sorted out or removed at some level. And so investors and wholesalers will often approach them and make a cash offer as is and take care of all that or tell them, take out whatever you want, leave the rest and we'll deal with it. And so I, I literally worked with a property like that last week or a week and a half ago that we um, sold and made really good money on. A wholesaler found it. I put the deal together, sold to a investor and we all made money. So investor, wholesaler, a bird dying property, sometimes they'll mail, they'll call, uh, or they'll door knock. Sometimes an agent is involved because you need, if you're an agent, you might have an investor or you need some sort of cash offer system. So ADXP, we have express offers. If I meet somebody, the property is not on the market, I can offer them, hey, we have this iBuyer system called express offers. I'll submit your property to, to a number of local uh, serious investors. You'll get some cash offers. And you can choose to take them or not, no obligation. We don't have to put it in the MLS or anything like that. That's another way to work those or work with an investor who'll make a cash offer. This is my preferred strategy. If I find somebody off market, I'll try to find the right investor who will want to make a cash offer. So I'll go to the seller and say, look, if you'd like, I can buy the property. My client's ready to buy it for $500,000. He'll put $10,000 down as a deposit and we'll have it done in 10 days. We'll buy it as is. No inspections, no appraisals, no financing. And then I put working as a team, this is what I do also, is I work with investors and wholesalers that I share the data with. So we're both calling the same people. I call that two bites of the apple. So you're calling somebody, you find out, hey, they may need the list. Then you give my name and number, I call them. They're looking for a cash offer. I go back to the investor, walk the house, try to meet the people. <clears throat> Tremendous value of getting in the house first. If you get in the property and see who's living there and the condition, that's worth 10, 20, $50,000. Literally, I deal with properties all the time that if I could just get physically in the door and find out are there squatters or not, uh, uh, yesterday there's a property that was for 641. I would have made 
two and a half percent, I would have made uh, $20,000 on the round numbers. My client would have made a nice flip property. We saw in the front of the house, there was a big tree with a big root that could have been causing damage in the house or not. If we just walked in the front door and looked, we could have told, but we couldn't get in the door. Uh, investor wholesaler, just getting in the door and knowing that information, you are worth more now at the transaction and can earn 10, 20, $30,000. So that's where uh, having two bites of the Apple help or as an investor or a wholesaler, get in the property, take pictures. Information is the most valuable commodity in the world. What's Bitcoin? At its core, what's Bitcoin? Really, it's just information, right? Stored information in a way that creates value. Information about property is worth money. Literally, if I could just flow no, if I could have paid you a thousand bucks to tell me, hey, the tree did not cause any damage to the house yesterday, I would have made $20,000. My client would have made $60,000. We just couldn't get in. Okay. Number two, the data, you want to check and see if it's in probate. If somebody's passed for a while, you can call me. I, I have the whole probate uh, database in LA or in San Bernardino, Riverside. Glad to look it up for you. Even other counties, if you're working with me, I look up, I just did a deal in San Diego County recently. I have one in Humboldt County. So I'm sort of work over, all over Southern California. Check and see if it's in probate. If it's in probate, often they're what I call stuck in the mud. Help them fix the problem. Here's a statistic. Now, I don't want to badmouth attorneys because they're very sensitive to criticism. But I will say, if you take all the probate cases in LA, 95% are done by attorneys that do one probate or less a year. Let me ask you, how good is an attorney going to be who does one probate or less a year? That's like saying to a real estate agent, how good could you be doing one lease a year? Doing one listing a year, right? Nobody wants to sell a house and have the agent who does one listing a year. Why would you give a probate and pay them $23,000 if they only do one a year? And, and the answer is because people don't know and they end up in those circumstances. Help them fix it. So I can help with that, refer them to a better attorney. I had a case where we went bend the property, the attorney just bungled the whole deal and the sale was was canceled by the judge or was approved by the judge. And I went to the other agent and said, listen, you can do this, this, and this, refile the paper, get approved, and sell the property, you don't need to go back to court. He did that, right? So sometimes it's, it's a simple fix. Okay, number three is come from service. Again, you have a database when you're doing pre-probates and people just passed away. So come from being of service to them. Don't come from, hey, I see you got a house. See, Uncle Joe died, you got a house to sell, right? Uh, come from being of service. How can we help you? Because to them, remember it's in the beginning, you're looking for problems. They don't look at the house as a listing or commission check. To them, it's just a problem. The house is worth $500,000, but I don't get the $500,000 until I clean it. In their mind, I have to power wash the yard. I have to trim the trees. I have to haul the trash. I have to get rid of the furniture. I have to put away Aunt May's china and take it to Goodwill. No, no, I'll, well, I'll take care of all that for you. Just sign here and we'll write you a check for $500,000. Solve the problem and you get paid. But you have to come from being a service. Number four is how do you approach them? So other than COVID, I would say number one is door. Go to the property. 
there's information at the property. Even if the, the um, surviving spouse, surviving owner lives somewhere else, let me ask you, if you owned a property and you lived in Iowa, the property was in LA, if I called you and said, hey, I've been to your property, I noticed there's a squatter, there's a car, there's a bunch of mail piled up, would you appreciate that information? So going to the door is great. Phone is good, also mail. Mail is expensive though. And the average time of these leads from first approach to sale is about two years. You're probably not gonna get paid for at least six months. So you gotta think about your mailing being very strategic about who you mail to to keep your costs down, especially in the beginning. You don't wanna go broke before the, the miracle happens. If I told you to make a million dollars month seven, don't go broke month six. You follow me? Number five, challenges. Unique challenges in this kind of business is the title's unclear. They'll say, well, I think there's an uncle who owns a property. Oh, I would think maybe there's a trust or maybe this, maybe that. There is a trust, but it's lost. So it's unclear the title. It's a challenge to deal with. It's a problem that you help them solve. It's hard to get people into action sometimes. That's the challenge. That's what we get paid for. I get paid to help motivate people to do what they're supposed to do for themselves. Another challenge is there's multiple people involved. Sometimes you have two, three, four siblings. There's a sibling issue. One doesn't like the other. Three don't like one of them. One doesn't like three of them. You have people, you have some problems you have to deal with. Communication issues. And it sounds complicated. It always sounds more complicated than it is. Those are challenges. But they're not possible. Your job is to work through those challenges. What are the solutions? So, one is get multiple people to work together. So I work with investors, wholesalers. We figure out the problem, solve it together. Sometimes it's multiple solutions. Sometimes it's a it's a um, a state sell a car sale person, an estate sale person, a trash out company. You know, all three in the same house. I've done. Sometimes it's money. I've advanced estates money. I've advanced heirs, some of their uh, inheritance. Uh, as an agent, I'll do work and, and do it on the come. I'll, I'll charge the estate, but I'll advance the money on a credit card myself. So money is a solution. Money can solve some problems. Sometimes there's legal problems. So you have to have an array of attorneys or paralegal or document services that can solve their problems. So along the way, you want to build out a Rolodex of people. Now, what you don't want to do is build the Rolodex and then start talking to people. I get this every day. Well, I'm working on my Rolodex because I went to a coaching company and they said I should work my Rolodex and then I should start prospecting. No, 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 no. Get a problem then I'll help you find a solution. Call me. I've got a Rolodex. If I don't have a guy, I'll get a guy or gal. But don't let that hold you up. But along the way, you're going to meet attorneys, paralegals, document services, money people and probate. Build your Rolodex. Build your referral sources. Solutions also include administrative, getting paperwork done, getting paperwork scanned, delivery services, dropping off, picking up. And then I think the most important one is emotional. I cannot tell you and emphasize how much business I've got in my career just by listening to my prospect. Just by being the one person to listen where I'm trying to sell them on something. So that's part of the solution is emotional support. Okay, so we wrap up again. We said 
different strategies as an investor, wholesaler, or an agent. And I would recommend strongly working as a team. Data, <clears throat> we'll check and see if it's in probate, if it's been a few months since they've passed. If they're in probate, help them fix it. If not, help them get into probate. I use a couple of different services. Call me, I'd be glad to help you with some referrals there. Come from being a service. Approach them, think about how you approach them, door, phone, and mail. There's different challenges, unclear title is one. It can be challenging to get them into action. There's multiple people involved and it sounds complicated. And the solutions are work with multiple people. There's multiple solutions on each situation. Money, I can help you with advancing money to them as a loan, a real estate loan if they qualify, a state loan if they qualify, or advancing the heirs. Legal, you want to have the right attorneys. 90% of the time when you refer the attorneys, the wrong attorney. Generally, they don't need attorneys if it's a simple probate. I would say 90% of people don't need an attorney. They'll save $10,000 going to a probate-focused document service. 90%, maybe 95%. Certainly, there's litigation, there's conflict. That should go to an attorney. A probate litigation attorney, not just any litigation attorney. But 90% make a mistake. They sign up with an attorney. I was just talking to somebody on the call here today um, uh, recently where their family members would go hire an attorney and probably spend 16, 18, $20,000 or more rather than maybe 1,500 bucks to a service. Administrative support, emotional support, and then uh, that's the wrap up. So just real quick, I'm, on Tuesdays, I do a call, Real Estate Investing. Uh, you can see that Real Estate Investing Zoom.com. On Tuesdays, we also do a Remodeling Tuesdays. Uh, Paul Krauss leads that. On Wednesdays, we do a call on Multifamily out of State and probate weekly four o'clock on Thursdays. If you want more good stuff, text good stuff to that number. And included there would be data, probate data. Uh, my preferred vendor for that is Foreclosures Daily. They have probatedaily.com. And if you text to me, I'll get you a coupon code that will get you a discount of 20 to 30% and a free book from a good friend of mine, Kevin Sales, and my probate coach, uh, Kevin Sales. So question, I know I spoke quickly there, um, cover, we had to kind of cover a lot as we got kind of a little bit of a late start, but questions. Chat box, raise your hand or just jump in on, on the uh, audio. If you're watching this on YouTube, just type the question in the box and odds are I'll respond to it later. Any questions at all? No? So I did get a question from the YouTube last week I wanted to uh, answer, which is, what's the best training uh, in probate real estate? Anybody here take any, any uh, probate real estate sales training? Kathy, which one did you take? Um, the Mike Torres Mike education. Torres, MTI, Mike Torres. Yep. Mike Torres is Mike Torres Inc. And um, how was that? It was okay. Um, it gave you a brief understanding of probate. It didn't go that far in debt, in depth of, you know, really probate in itself. And then, um, you know, he adds on all his marketing materials and, and the website and all that stuff. Okay. So, and he does hold weekly um, Zoom meetings as well. Um, I, I see them in Facebook Live. They do 
uh, meetings as well, different classes. Yeah, I, I've taken this program. I think it's good. I've got his data. I think it's you know, solid. He's changed vendors. I jump into the on Facebook Live. They do a um, training uh, different level classes or whatever. Uh, and I think they, they're good. You know, I, I would think I would just say neither Mike nor the trainer guy have sold a house, I don't think, in years. So they haven't sold probate in years. And I think that's a challenge with a lot of training is there's some very good material. It's just not really current for this market, from my standing. So it's it's good to take. It's just not enough, if that makes sense to me. Um, good. SC Scott Wetzel, also you took MTI. I don't know if you want to jump in and give – How? what was your experience with that? And I don't have anything to do with them, one way or the other. I like them. I, frankly, I tried to sign up for it again. It's been about two years, and just the website kind of lost me, and I – end up not signing up for it. But um, uh, so I don't have anything against them at all. I, I like the training and and I uh, think they do a, a good solid job for what they do. Scott, what do you what do you think of it? Um, yeah, so I, I took MTI uh, a little bit earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you know, through our discussions, um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a little versed in trust and what have you. Um, I, when and Mike's always kind of revamping his course. I guess they're revamping all the videos too at some point. It's very much California centric because it's California's unique, and sure. he's a California guy. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but their their follow up um, Mondays uh, Zoom, mm -hmm. and then there's a there's a call a telephone call also with the Jack O'Neill. I think it is. Mm -hmm. He's uh, kind of working with Mike. Uh, he does a phone call on Tuesdays. Um, it, it's it's a foot in the door. You get the certification, so you get this logo and all that. Um, and there are some opportunities to use other ancillary services. I mean, is it going to teach you what probate is and how to do probate? real estate or marketing what have you i would say if you don't have knowledge of it no will it give you a small sample yes and that's why i sought out you know people like you you know you've been doing it you understand it a little bit more than most and the only way you can actually become better at anything is to seek out how to do it from other people who are doing it and taking a simple course kind of like i don't know about the rest of you across the country but i can speak for me here in michigan my real estate license getting it is a joke the only reason i didn't have to study is because i had been doing it for 14 years prior to so my world experience walked me through the whole thing taking 40 hours and sitting down for an exam doesn't teach you anything that's you know i mean i can get off my soapbox i know but we if you want to be a professional you have to push the prime answers and come up with the proper way to do things yourself and don't rely on somebody else i guess you know and, and finding guys like you who are willing to share is important and that's, I mean, everyone here on this call, that's why we're here, because we want to learn more. And 
I give your information out to other people who haven't taken Mike's course or anyone else's. It's like, listen, you know, learn, you know, grab the nuggets you need to go. So, okay, I'm off the box. Let's burn it. No, I appreciate that. And I think that um, I, I would I would maybe modify uh, what, you, what you guys have said a little bit. I would say, I think the MTA is a great starting point, a great on-ramp to the business. Mm-hmm. Paul Horns, I think, is a great on-ramp to the business. The, the mistake I get all the time is people say, well, I took the class, I got the data, I made phone calls, I didn't get any business. And I, and I do think that all training programs, not even just probate, but all of them, err on making it sound a lot easier than it is because they're selling the program. That's why I don't want to sell anything. That's why I don't want to sell coaching. I want to sell data because I think when you sell coaching or data, you have to make it sound, sound easy or people will buy it from you. And the reality is there are a lot of things about probate real estate. It isn't easy. You better enjoy the process. You know, I, I got to court today and hung around and, you know, it, it, in some regards, it's frustrating. In other regards, I learned a lot. And like you said, um, I was at court. Uh, there's a gal there who I hate and love. She's a great gal, but she's a tough competitor. And she's an agent who represents a good investor. And she walked, I walked up to her and I said, I love seeing you. I hate seeing you. But we always exchange, you know, what do you see? Here's what I saw. And I learned from her in some ways that helped me make more money commissions. And I helped her as well. And uh, I bought the probate code book in California. I think for a lot of us, look, should I spend the money or not? I said, you know what? I have the probate code. Like you can say that you're an attorney, but this is the code. These are the words that we're going to play by. And I'm going to bring it up to the judge and you'll go back to the code. He's not going to go to your Harvard educated class. He's going to go to the code. Um, and so I think that's the the commitment I've made is to is to learn the business and to learn every day when I can, rather than think the class taught me. Uh, anyone else have any other input on any other, either Mike tours or, or any other training class you took, positive or negative, you want to share with the group? Well, real quick, Bill. Um, oh. Albert, go ahead. Or Anthony, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I want to ask, a, okay, thanks. Thanks, Scott. I want to ask you about, uh, you mentioned the, uh, having a manual when you go to, uh, I mean, the code rather when you go to court. Let's hold uh, that question one second. Let me just finish up on this one topic and then you're next, I promise. Okay. okay. Anybody else have, have any comment on a coaching or training program or probate that you've had, positive or negative? Well, what, okay, on the coaching, um, mm-hmm. and I know, Bill, you said you use these services, and I know probate data is somehow interlinked with MTI, some sister company or whatever, or whatever. I will say through that, Finding probate data was very helpful to me mm-hmm. because finding the data, you know, I'm, I don't have the patience to sit in the courtroom like you all day. Yeah. I, I, you know, for snoring. I don't sit all day. No, hold on. I don't go all day. I go for an hour. I know. I know. I know. You show up for a couple hours. <laughs> I, I'd be sleeping, dude, in, yeah. in like five minutes, even yeah. though it's interesting, like, you know, but having those services, and I know you use a couple others yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I think having taken MCI course and then helping me into probate data and, you know, using that data source. And then that helped me promote me to find you and to find a couple other people that if I get into their, you know, training session, it, it, it it gives opportunity. So practitioners sharing what they're really doing is helpful. You're right. hundred percent. Anthony, you had a question as well. Yeah, that was frustrating. Please turn on the applause. Okay. What? 
Hmm? That's it. That, that was. I'm here. That was that was that was a little frustrating for a moment, so I asked you to turn on the applause. Oh, okay. Okay. So now, okay. Uh, frust- oh, I'm sorry, Anthony's frustrated. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go to the court and you bring in the um, the uh, um, the uh, code. Now, is there any certain code you encounter regularly, consistently? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's what I want to know. Cert, certain things yeah. you can zero in and you'll know yeah. before you even get there. And yes. if you see a case and, and you, the attorney, and you'll say, Oh, wait a minute. He did. He missed this. He missed that. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's your opportunity to, to uh, fly on in there. So I'll share with you. Uh, um, uh, William Elk has asked where I can get the probate code book. I bought it on Amazon. I think I buy everything on Amazon. Uh, I would have got my wife on Amazon if they had, if I had it, hadn't met her already. Um, but um, so in probate court, what I'm doing is I, there's properties that are sold that the court's confirming that price. And if you're willing to walk in and pay more than the agreed on price by 5% plus $500, and you want to buy it no contingencies and you want to bring a cashier's check for 10% that day, you can overbid and get the property. And so I work with investors and we end up buying one or two properties that way a month. Little known rule that I learned, uh, probate code 10165B is in Baker, states that whereas the commission is split 50-50, let's say, on the, on the sale. So let's say a, a property is being sold for $500,000 in the MLS, you get 2.5% because the seller is paying 5% and you're getting half of it. If you're walking with an overbidder and your bidder wins and you get, uh, you're bidding 525, 500, the winning agent, the buyer's agent, gets all the 5% on the overbid. You don't split that with a listing agent. Now you say, well, why is that? I'm, I'm thinking the probate court code is anticipating the listing agent didn't do the job. They should have got top dollar. How can somebody walking in on the day of a sale with a cashier's check and no contingencies possibly? be top dollar, but it's the best we can hope for here. If you brought that guy in, you brought all that money to the court, you're entitled to uh, a higher split than the other guy is or all the extra money. So I had a case recently where the property sold and we raised the bid by um, $60,000 and the other agent thought he's getting half that. I said, no, 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 no. And, I, and so that section of the code, I've done this a few times. I actually copied the page and I, and I, with a nice block ink, not circle, but kind of like a, on a PDF, I block out the, the area that says all the extra goes to the buyer's agent. So $60,000, I got 3,000 instead of half of it, 1,500, I got the full 3,000. So just that one time made me an extra 1,500 bucks. How did I learn that? By going to court and watching another agent uh, uh, make that issue. And I saw another listing agent argue, well, it says in the MLS, that we split it 50-50. It also says the MLS that the MLS guidelines are sub- subject to the probate court rules. So I have that too. So I, I made copies of that page in, and I have it in a folder in my briefcase. And I have the probate code book marked to that page, but I also have copies of that page that I give to the judge and give the other party to look at that. You're like, crap, this guy knows his stuff. But you know what? I've done that, I think, three times. And I've pocketed probably $3,000. Is that worth it to make a few pages and get a probate code book? Yeah. I made three or $4,000 last year after that. 
I'll tell you what, Bill, if I uh, may make a statement, let's see, am I on mute? No, I'm no, not. Okay. okay, listen, um, just to put some icing on the cake of today's session, um, you know, Babe Ruth, known as one of the greatest baseball players of all time, he would strike out 50 times before he hit a home run. So everybody on this call, listen, you might strike out 50 times. You're going to hit a home run. You're going to be like a Babe Ruth. Just keep playing the game. Keep swinging the snare. <laughs> Thank you, Roger. He's right. He's right. I, I had a quick question, Bill. Sure, Roger. Um, would you say that prospecting the, the probate deals is – one like a full-time source of real estate or could this be a secondary type thing so i teach 11 different ways to sell the the idea of calling um cold calling petitioners is one of the 11 ways i generally when people ask me individually i would not recommend to start there if you're not already listing property because I believe if you can't list property properly, how are you gonna list probate? They're a little more complicated, generally speaking. Now I've, I've had people who are, you know, call me who work for as paralegals and they, they know probate really well, or they have a network of attorneys that's unique. But generally speaking, why would you start with something complicated that you're probably not gonna do a good job on? I've literally had agents that I've coached who could not go into zip forms and pull out the regular listing agreement they didn't know there was a probate listing agreement, right? It makes no sense. But um, I'd say that uh, um, if you're a listing agent who's prospecting successfully expires for sale by owners, I would add in probates in a certain geography. I would call all of LA County. I would call the area that you're that you're working your real estate business in um, and add that to the mix. So I, I don't know, Lorenzo, I think that's kind of, it's a kind of a personal, I have to give you a personalized answer to be effective. But I would say generally, I don't like one size fits all solutions because we're different. And more importantly, we need to find our niche, our area that we're going to compete in and be successful in. Where do you have a competitive advantage? One is near where you live. You have a competitive advantage because you know that market better and you're closer to it. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, feel free to give me a call. I'll be glad to talk to you offline one on one and, and see if I can help answer that question. OK, thank you. Sure. Uh, okay, we're going to wrap up here. Any other questions before we run? So again, the Grant Cardone uh, Real Estate Challenge next week, Monday at 11 a.m. Love to see you guys on that. Sign up for that. Or, and if you do sign up for it, please text me. Let me know that you're doing it. Uh, otherwise, Tuesdays at 3, I do my real estate investing, zoom.com. Call me, text me, email me, Bill Gross, vleprobateexpert.com. Have a fantastic rest of the week, guys. Thanks, Gab. Thanks, Bill.